You're listening to Witch Police Radio, episode number 8. This week we had special guest host Dave Halcrow filling in for John. You may know Dave from local bands like The Brad Attack and Talk City. We also introduced a new Twitter account for the show, at WitchPoliceFM. If you're into the whole social media thing, you can also follow at WitchPolice for news on new albums for free download, at Rob Crooks to keep track of what Rob's up to, and of course you can visit witchpolice.blogspot.com for the full site, which includes downloads of archives of the show. If you prefer old school radio, listen to 101.5 FM in Winnipeg, or go to umfm.com at 11pm Monday nights to hear Witch Please Radio the traditional way. Welcome to Witch Police Radio, episode number eight. This is the school episode, and um, our usual lineup of Sam, Rob, and John has been disrupted by John's. Uh, what is he doing? He's playing uh, ball hockey right now. Oh, yeah, okay. John's <laughs> playing ball hockey right now, so that takes precedence over this very important radio program. So we have replacing him for today is uh, Dave Halcrow. Hey. And uh, hopefully, you know, he's not wearing gloves indoors and. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Anyways, so, so that was. Uh, I can hold my feet to the fire quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the school episode. Um, we're kind of back into the regular scheme of things after after the the break we had for the holidays. Um, and not that it matters because you're listening to this a month later. But um, what we're doing with this one is this was uh, generated by a random text generator. We came up with we just kind of clicked a button and school came up as a theme. So uh, before this, we kind of tried to stick to themes we like agreed upon as a group. But this is just. We're just going to go with it. I like so. this format better because it kind of forces you to be maybe more creative or more like go more in depth into yeah. what you can choose because it's not because like, before it was almost like okay I can do this I know what songs I would play but yeah, now it's yeah. just like a word and you just got to choose it. Yeah, and I think well I mean and sometimes the words are really bizarre like this one's a pretty straightforward one I mean school it's, it's fun yeah it is I, but I find this one and the next one kind of yeah, funny that they went together but yeah oh and then that will yeah, we'll yeah talk it's like about random that. text generator playing word association yeah, yeah, yeah totally. it's, yeah, it's right. weird it's like it knows it's, it's artificially intelligent well it is right i mean yeah <laughs> yeah kind of point. yeah so um we're, we're gonna change it up a little bit uh usually we've, we've been doing is i've been starting the show by playing a song uh but i have to have two songs this week that i want to play back to back so rob's gonna go with something first and we'll go from there uh okay so i'm gonna play a song by the rio statics called record body count okay um and this this song he like you'll see when you listen to it why i chose it for this school episode like he does make specific references to being in school okay and um yeah i I, i've really liked the song ever since i heard it many many years ago yeah actually when youtube came out i had already loved this song but hadn't heard it for so long because i'd only ever heard it on much music yeah and I, I couldn't remember what the name of the song was because, you know, the song's called Record Body Count and it has, like, it's, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. You just wouldn't think that was the name of the song. Yeah. But, yeah. That was, like, the thing to do when YouTube came out, though, is just, like, I can now look up all these music videos. That... Right, so I had, like, such a hard time finding that song because I didn't know the name of it. Yeah. But when I found it, I've, I've probably played it, like, 500 times since I figured out the name. Cool. Okay, well, you want to listen to it? Yeah, that, yeah, okay. let's listen to it. All right. um, record Body Count by the Rheostatics. Joey pulled himself to his feet Pulled his body back up the bank And looked back down there He said the water was not that deep But I almost drowned there 
You can drown in our bathtub, so they say. Someone in class called me a loser. I decided to skip the day. Hey, 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 skip the day. I tried to look casual, sneaking around the back. The shop put across the track. Into the gate beside that board of bowls. I run time school gray slacks. Does it blend in with the grass? As the teacher was changing class. He chased me halfway through the park. Till I ran into the woods. And I'm very good in the woods. Body count this year. There's a record body count this year. Joey stepped up on a block of ice, put a rope all around his neck, fell asleep before he died. Oh, so that was the uh, record body count by the Rio Statics. That's cool. It sounded familiar, definitely. Yeah, it's it's definitely a song that. We probably would have seen a lot on Mush Music back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I re- like it's definitely familiar. I remember it, but yeah, when you mentioned it, it what didn't is the, ring a bell. What's the connection to the to the theme? Well, he t- he talks about um, he's in the lyrics. He talks about like being at school and being picked on, right? And so running away from school, right? And then I like how he mentions uh, portables because it's like the, yeah. you know what portables are, right? Yeah, portable yeah, classrooms. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like that imagery, and then. And then I, I don't I don't know what happens. I guess he runs away from school and sees a dead body in the river. I don't okay. know. That's what I would guess from like watching the video yeah. and the lyrics, but I'm not really sure. Those guys are just so Canadian. Like they're yeah. just it's it's cool. I, well, I like in the it. video where he's like running away from school and it's just like this expanse of snow yeah, and yeah. ice. Right. But just the sound of it too, like the way he sings and stuff. It right, sounds yeah. like I mean I don't want to compare it to Neil Young, but just because he's got the high pitch kind of thing. But it's I mean it is. That's like yeah. a Canadian that. that that type of voice is pretty distinctive. Yeah, that's that's true, yeah. yeah. And the imagery of portables is pretty Canadian. Well, that's the thing, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I sure. Yeah, I don't know, like, I don't really know, like, I've always known portables, so I assume everybody knows, yeah. but I don't yeah. really But I think know. there's a lot of things like that that we just take for granted as yeah. something that's common, but it's like... It's funny, I think if I ever meet someone from a different country, I'll ask them if they ever went to school in a portable and see what they say. Do probably, you think they'll know what it is? Probably not. There probably is some weird, other weird terminology yeah. for it. Yeah, it'll be the American version or something. Or even the, the trailer. Yeah, in yeah, in yeah. the States, they'll be like, I went to school at a trailer. Yeah, yeah, trailer park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I also, one of my favorite lines from that song is, you can drown in a bathtub, so they say. Right. I always thought that was a cool line in that song. I like, um, I just kind of like, I mean, I don't know too much about the Reostatics. I've heard them, obviously. Like, you know, I've heard this song. I've heard a few others. But they, uh, they just seem like, they seem like they're really into... Um, almost like Canadiana kind of stuff, what? where it's not just like, hey, we're Canadian and we're singing, it's like, especially <laughs> Dave Bedini, like, we were, during Broadway we listening to a song where we were talking about his books and stuff, and uh, everything that I've read of his, which is just the one book about hockey and then some magazine articles and stuff, he seems really, really into the, like, idea of Canada as a... Well, he wrote a book about hockey. He wrote a book about, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's know, like Canada, like, and then it's like, 
that book is like well, what what happens when you take Canada as something Canadian and bring it all over the world and how it changes and stuff. So they seem really focused on just way what I know about them, which is not a lot to be like. Um, back in the day when they were touring a lot, and I guess probably around this time, yeah, what they would do to get an opener for them on tour is they would get people to send them demo tapes yeah. and they would listen to the demo tapes in the van and they would decide. Oh, that's awesome. Well, and, that, and that's how Farm Fresh went on tour right, with the Right, because they have a song with the that's guy cool. from the Reostatics yeah. on it. On the, yeah. And they would like, they took like Farm Fresh to Toronto and like they were playing. I like that kind of cold call format yeah, that's where cool. you yeah. got really nothing cool. except yeah. your tape to yeah. represent yeah. you. Yeah, it's really you know? cool, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like a bygone era. Does anyone do that yeah. anymore? Like, I, I think very... Rarely, yeah. like, r- very rarely do you hear about a band getting signed because they send a demo in it's anymore, true. you know, like... Yeah, getting signed for sure, but, I mean, I don't know. It seems like there might be a little bit of that still happening where it's just last minute, kind of, we're playing a show, you guys... I mean, oh, that kind that of must stuff, happen. Yeah. You, you tour oh, it a lot, right? That must have... That yeah. type of shit must have happened. Well, like, that was out of desperation, like, shows falling through and... Yeah, yeah. You know. And you just play your demo or whatever, or your tape? Not no, just like just look up like reaching out, but like we live oh, in yeah. an internet age now, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so it's so like completely different. It's like, just, okay, let's Facebook whoever we yeah. know that's in whatever city, yeah. yeah. The whole way you go about booking shows isn't the same. Yeah, that's true, yeah. 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 That's actually, uh, that happened to Magnum KI, actually, you know, I think about it, that guy Brownman from Toronto. Yeah, he came here and played with Yeah, and he, and he called us so that we could do like a, we'd, get, we'd do a show from here and he would do a show for, for us in Toronto. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, that was one of the things. The show that, trade yeah. Yeah. idea too. Well, when I was when I was doing the um the reggae festival, I mean I didn't handle the, the booking of the acts or whatever, but we all kind of collectively decided based on who was submitted. Like we had a thing we could submit, you know, to, to play the show. And a lot of the time, we just couldn't get guys who wanted to come here because they expected like the festival to kind of book them a Canadian tour as well. So it's like you know this guy's coming from Jamaica, but I can't just play Winnipeg because that's yeah. You know. So then it was like okay, well we can't do that. We have like no money, you know. But yeah. so. Yeah, but a lot of times they'll assume that if you're putting on a promotion that large that you have hookups for promoters outside of... Yeah, and I'm sure it probably could have happened, like but that, it's but just but the amount of work involved. Like, so. yeah. I don't know, I feel like I'm, I'm I'm the only one here who hasn't really toured. I mean, I played Porridge the Prairie and Brandon. That's, <laughs> that's the extent Let's of... count? You could call of, that a tour. Yeah, I guess no, they had a yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the Muffboat only played Brandon. Grabs Army played Portage. Yeah, it's... It's not quite a tour. Not really, no. <laughs> no. I think no. I saw you guys in Brandon. Yeah, you were there. Yeah. You were there. You guys were playing too. Yeah. Then you're, then I think you're... that was in a portable or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, your, your, your trailer broke down. Oh, that's the winter show. And Dirt was supposed to be the robot. Yeah. That and was he horrid. couldn't do it, so we gave it to some 13 year old girl or whatever, and she ended up trashing the costume. Or... Yeah. yeah. I spent the entire night under a trailer changing leaf spring. Yes, yes, yeah. that's right, yeah. That was a great day. And then someone puked all over the Brad Tech merch table. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the mouthful. That was black jackets. Yes, All Black Tiger Tour, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's stuff, yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like the mouthful really set off, like, a trend in robots. Like, I feel like there's robots all the time now. <laughs> I don't think we they have caught on. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't think we had anything to do with that. No, take credit where credit's yeah, due. Come on. I still, speaking of robots, I haven't heard anything um, from that robot uh, ransom note yet. Mm. You remember that? Did you hear about this? No. We got a, I got, I got this anonymous, I'm just going to give you the Coles notes, because, you know, we got to. Yeah. Keep the show moving here, but we got a I got a random email um, from someone named Sebastian the robot saying that um, he'd been kidnapped and it was a picture of Al in the robot costume. He had been oh, kidnapped and that. we yeah, needed yeah. to um, like you know fulfill these tasks or whatever in order to set him free and do a show based on it, based on Thai food, sports equipment, and uh, local restaurants or something. But we never uh, and then they wait for my demands. But so if you're listening, uh, you know evil robot kidnapper or something, you know send us the the thing. 
It's going to be delayed by the time this is aired, but we <laughs> are working on it. <laughs> Huge delay, yeah, yeah. 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 So we, Sebastian Mayfair will be dead by the time that goes on. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't I mean, get hasty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so is, that, is there anything else you wanted to... Uh, no, that covers it. Okay. Super Statics, it was good. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay, I guess I'll... I'll uh... Do you want to do mine so you can smack your two in the middle? Sure, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah you want to do yours now? or? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I was going to play a song by Morning Glory. Uh, Are they somehow associated with like Leftover Crack and all that stuff? Yeah, it's Ezra from Leftover one Crack. One of those squatter bands, another one? Yeah, maybe? yeah. Okay. I mean, there's that whole family of bands that are all pretty much the same. The same band. Same. Yeah. You, yeah. It's like most music scenes. It's the same combination of guys and different combinations with somebody else thrown in. And it's like everything Witch Please. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, but yeah, no, I just, it's really melodic, I like it, like, I'm big on the anthemic style of vocals. Yeah. And, uh... What's I the, mean, what's the name of the song? Uh, School is Bullshit. <laughs> uh, not to say I'm particularly angsty towards school or anything, yeah, yeah. but, uh, I just really like the tune, and it's right in the title, so... Cool. Fits the scene. Cool. Yeah. Alright. School yeah. is Bullshit, uh, yep. Morning Glory. Uh, 
anyway, yeah, that was Morning Glory. School is bullshit. Uh, obviously, kind of fitting with the theme we got tonight. Those guys don't like a lot of shit, eh? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, as negative as the title sounds, I mean, it's definitely more positive. Yeah, well, type yeah, for sure. Stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because I was actually trying to see if I could come with a song that was like positive about school yeah <laughs> kind of like when we did the police episode and was trying to bring a, like a song that was positive about yeah. the police but which is like, hard to do right? it's, it's really hard to do but, yeah you yeah. don't find songs that are like yay the cops found my stolen car you know yeah. like it's always you know written out of strife or something yeah and i like i guess you could have done like rock and roll high school or something yeah but yeah so i was thinking about that actually yeah, there's a couple like i was thinking of playing i wanted to play school by nirvana right and that was like as soon as I thought I heard this other word, that's what popped in my head. But it's we had that big rant about Nirvana a couple of weeks ago with, with the Paul McCartney thing. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like we had enough. <laughs> enough. To, I mean, for a while. I mean, there's uh, been a lot of rants about that. Actually, there's definitely a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's definitely a lot of stuff I want to say about Nirvana because you know I listen to them a lot and I always have for like you know 15 years or whatever. But we just did it, and there's really not much else I can see. you know the song. So I, I kind of skipped it. And, yeah. But yeah. How did you get into these guys? Is it because this Morning Glory? Uh, yeah, it's obviously because it was a Leftover Crack spinoff. Yeah. But, uh, I was kind of drawn to these guys. Did you guys. see Leftover Crack? Were you one of those people? No, them? we went to Edmonton, or, uh, Ottawa to see them, but they got turned back. Right, at the border. At the border yeah, yeah, when yeah, we were, yeah, like, halfway yeah. on our way there, so we just followed through anyway. It seems like there's a lot of people who, um, that I know who are really into those bands, and I kind of don't realize it until... I mean, because, you know, I have, I have Fuck World Trade, and I have a couple of Token Victim things, right. but... There's people who are super. In, I mean, I don't know if you are, but like who are just like they oh, have yeah. all those like, bands, like the massive collection. Yeah. One thing, sorry, one thing I really noticed about that one and the leftover crack one too is like how poppy their yeah. songs are. Like in spite of like kind of being this, you know, against the mainstream culture or whatever, they're super poppy songs. Like they sound yeah. really polished. Which is and, kind of funny because last time, last episode we were doing the fire episode, we were talking about MIA and how she. Um, not that she's a poser, but that kind of like uh, her revolutionary thing is not exactly... Right, it's like an image that she created. Right, and then you have these guys who actually, like, they mean it, you know what I mean? Like, their message yeah. is super serious, but then there's no reason for them to do a pop song because they're not going to get played on the radio. Like, I mean, that's the, like something like Rage Against Machine, right? That's calculated... I mean, I was listening to an interview with Tom Morello recently, actually, and yeah, it's definitely a calculated way to get their message heard by millions of people and MIA same kind of thing right she's yeah. got the, whether it's a real message or not but this stuff it's it's yeah it's at its core it's still catchy music that's probably fun to play and you know but because of the type of bands it is it's not going to get anywhere outside of a certain audience so it's like it's cool that they still do the pop thing even though they don't have to but I wonder right. if they but I wonder if they do have to because who who would be listening to their message at all if they were like really revolutionary in their music too not just their message like right. if they're making just like noise Screaming yeah. about the government over well, it, most it would of be the different, right? Stuff that's like crust punk is pretty abrasive stuff Extremely that most abrasive, people yeah. don't want to yeah. hear. Yeah, exactly. You know? So maybe so that's why are... these guys are so popular yeah. among those two right. bands. And, yeah. and you said it with Rage Against the Machine, and, and then there's like lots of other bands that have done that, have like calculatedly. Yeah. Is calculatedly a word? Well, it works in this context. Okay. <laughs> go with the role. Yeah. Assume it is a word. <laughs> you know, but would try to, to go that pop route to gather more friends. Yeah. Or fans, I should say, just to listen to yeah. the message, you know? Yeah. Right. So almost, I don't know. I don't know if the message is more... I don't think there's anything wrong with that, personally. I mean, I think it worked well, and it obviously helped. I mean, Magic Against Machine got, you know, one out of every ten kids reading one of the books in their little book list there, and obviously accomplished what they're trying to do. But, like, I don't know, is this is this stuff more, like, more revolutionary than that? Because it's... 
so underground, or is it? I mean, do you think these guys would, if they had the opportunity, would go would go mainstream, or would they? Are they just Not too necessarily like they've? There's been tales of them having like big record offers and yeah. stuff like that to go bigger with what they do. Yeah, and could they? Re- they couldn't really say the same message if they did. No, like get "Fuck a major World deal. Trade" is not going to work as an album title if you're on Columbia or something, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I think that was alternative tentacles. That put yeah, that alternative tentacles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I mean that makes sense for. Yeah, I mean that's a fit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anything fits, that fits yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that was cool. I actually hadn't. Uh, I had heard of those guys, but I hadn't heard them. I've heard the other yeah. bands in that little. Yeah, it's not, like I said, it's not as abrasive as the leftover crack stuff. Like, it's not no, the it scratchy, crusty yeah, yeah. vocals. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. more smoother skate punk yeah. type of sound. Yeah. But, Wasn't there other band, uh, like, these guys are so many bands. The, what are they called? Um, IDK? No, the other one. The newer one. Uh, Starfucking Yes, Hipsters. aren't they a little more polished? Yeah, it's that's pretty poppy stuff. But too. then the name of the band is, it guarantees they'll never get, like, yeah. played on the actual radio. So. <laughs> What's the name of the band? Starfucking Hipsters. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a good band. <laughs> that's a great name. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, no, I've heard INDK too. That's just pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was good. I liked it. Um, definitely fits the theme for sure. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to talk Not about? Not really, no. Okay, I'm going to play uh, a couple songs back to back here because they're pretty much the same song 40 years apart. I mean, they're not the same song, but the themes are, are very similar. First one is uh, They Schools by Dead Prez. I know we've played Dead Prez on here before, like very recently, but this I think really fits. And I even mentioned, actually, I think in that episode, like, hey, we ever do a school when I want to play that song. So I'm going to play the song. <coughs> and the other one is uh, Can't Blame the Youth by Peter Tosh. And uh, actually, when I first heard Dead Prez, was seeing the video for this when we were in high school, I guess. And at one point, there's a Peter Tosh banner or something being held up. And I remember thinking, oh, that's awesome. Like, and that made me kind of interested. They, they like some of the same stuff I like, whatever. And uh, so, yeah, we'll listen to the songs. I mean, I think it's pretty clear once you hear them what the similarities are. And... Why haven't you learned anything? When I school shit is a joke. The same people who control the school system control the prison system. And the whole social system. That was in slavery. Some redneck crackers Right around the time Third base Dropped the Cactus album But I was reading Malcolm I changed my name in 89 Cleaned the parts of my brain Like a baby nine I took their history class serious Front row Every day of the week Third period Fucking with the teacher's head Calling the races I try to show them crackers Some light They couldn't face it I got my diploma From a school called Rickers Full of teenage mothers And drug dealing niggas In the hallways The popo Was always present Searching through niggas Possessions Looking for dope And weapons Get your lessons. That's what my moms kept stressing. I tried to pay attention, but their classes weren't interesting. They seem to only glorify the Europeans, claiming Africans with only three fifths of human beings. They schools can't teach us shit. My people need freedom. We trying to get all we can get. All my high school teachers could suck my dick, telling me white man lies, straight bullshit. Step brainwash camp, they make you think if you drop out, you ain't got a chance to advance in life. They try to make you pull your pants up. Students fight the teachers and get took away in handcuffs. 
cuffs. And if that wasn't enough, then they expel y'all. Your people's understanding, but to them, you a failure. Observation and participation. My favorite teachers, when they beat us in the head with them books, it don't reach us. Whether you break dance or rock sway to need us, or be in the bathroom with your click. Smoking reefer, then you know they mad class. Ain't important unless you add enough cash and multiples. Unemployment ain't rewarding. They may as well teach us extortion. You either get paid or locked up. The principal is like a warden in the four-year sentence. Mad niggas never finish, but that doesn't mean I couldn't be a doctor or a dentist. They schools can't teach us shit. My people need freedom. We trying to get all we can get. All my high school teachers can suck my dick. Telling me white man lies, straight bullshit. They schools can't teach us shit. My people need freedom. We trying to get all we can get. All my high school teachers can suck my dick. Telling me white man lies, straight bullshit. Bullshit. Thank you. 
was Dead Prez, um, They Schools, and Peter Tosh, Can't Blame the Youth, and I guess um, it's probably clear what the connection is with those. Um, basically, I mean, to just kind of sum it up quickly, the, the both songs are about, um, well, Peter Tosh's song is You Can't Blame the Youth, if they don't learn because they're being taught that all of these, like, um, white people are very great men, and he's basically saying, you know, they're not learning about Marcus Garvey, they're not learning about any of this stuff about their own culture. And that's what uh, the Dead Press song is about, too, just four years later in America. So it's, Yeah, it's a really, really poignant yeah. subject, even like right now for you know Canada. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's it's interesting because of who's writing the history books, right? Yeah. I mean, it's... You, if you come of, out on top, you get to write it. Yeah, right, right. right. And so. there's, there's that whole, like, you know that, you, you know that book, Sam Pedagogy of the Oppressed? Of, nope. I don't. Who's it by? I can't. I can't remember, but it's like some like 
it's the the point of the book is that you have to like you have to uh, educate uh, the oppressed people so that they can like actually fight for themselves. Right. So they can actually fight for their own rights because if they don't even have the tools, like they don't even know what's happening. It's all just a whirlwind of shit, you know. Right. So but there's that there's that line in the Dead Press song where he says at the end in that little spoken part, you know, I love education. So obviously the point is not like you know, school is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like that other song, yeah. it's the school is great, but we're just not learning the right stuff. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I, I don't know how much of that happens here. Probably quite a bit of it. But since we're part of the culture that we're learning, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, okay, cool, English people, all right. <laughs> you know, like well, if you look at their I format can... and what they're teaching you, like how much of that is, yeah, you know, yeah, their mandate versus what you actually need to know. For sure, yeah. Well, and it's just something like I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that in Manitoba because of Louis Riel and everything, we're learning a lot more. I mean, I doubt someone in Ontario is learning the same thing about Louis Riel that we're learning here. No, right? I, I mean, and that's that. just like a tiny example of something that like takes up a big part of the, you know, as far as Manitoba history, that's what you're learning about. That's, you know, yeah. that and the Winnipeg General Strike. Like, that's, yeah. I mean, so, like, for one thing, I never learned about the Winnipeg General Strike in no? school, I don't think. I, I, did, I did in high school. I know, yeah, you were in IB, though. I, that's, yeah, I was in IB. Were you in IB? Okay. Maybe I did. I I wasn't there a lot. Yeah, that's probably yeah. But like I, I was also going over my uh, grade nine t- history textbook. You still have it? Yeah, I found it. I that's guess awesome. you're supposed to give them back. But yeah. <laughs> I uh, I found it in uh, my parents' basement, and I was like yeah. kind of flipping through it, and I was like, oh, this will be interesting, you know? Yeah. And it's like I can't believe how not like not really like prejudice or racist yeah. or anything, but how like just one dimensional it is. Like For sure. How, how it's not. There's no depth to it whatsoever. It's a single viewpoint, and that's all you're learning about. Yeah, it tells you about the yeah. people that came in, and that's what yeah. they're yeah. We're telling you about 200 years of history in 20 pages. For sure, yeah. yeah. You skip over a whole section, and it's like, Hudson Bay Company, all right, let's go yeah. over here, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is... And I mean, that's very... Obviously, the States, you know, has a little bit of a <laughs> different history yeah. than we do. And I mean, Jamaica, too, right? Like, Peter Tosh is singing from the perspective of a guy who probably wasn't all that educated, you know? I mean, I don't think any of those guys, like, had... Went through high school, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's like... I don't know. I like, I like that song, too, because... Um, it's not again it's not you know i mean even the dead press song like they, they schools don't teach us shit the peter tosh one's a little more a little less blatant about it because at first they're talking he's talking about things you learn in school and then he gets into the part you know they teach us about christopher columbus uh, about you know and he they say he was a very great man but then as you can't blame the youth if they don't learn not you know the school's fucked up it's well they're like, not getting the message because they can't because they're not given the like what you were just saying i like in the dead press song though where he is it the first first where he talks about how he was he was at school every day. He yeah. was he sat in the front row, yeah. and he was like, you know, was like kind of confronting the teacher. Like, what do you mean? What are you For talking sure, yeah. about? And like, one, well, it sounds like he went to a white school based on the first line of the song. Yeah, too, right. right. So, yeah, but yeah, no, it was good. I, I, I like. Um, I. I remember seeing the video for that song. That was the first time I. And I know I mentioned this a few minutes ago with the Peter Tosh thing, but that video was pretty like. It's a pretty shocking video. Yeah, there's like, people like hanging. In they're it. they're rapping for a good part of its song with nooses around their necks and stuff. Like it's. Yeah. I mean. And, uh... Yeah. Like, that's a really, for sure, like, an intense video. Yeah. Yeah, that's strong imagery. It didn't get a lot of play. It's funny... Be- no, it didn't. It, it's funny that that was the first time you heard Dead Prez because it's bigger than hip-hop was, like... A bigger song. A huge song, yeah. you know? But but I think I, that was the first Dead Prez song I heard. I think you already knew who they were at that point when I heard them, because I think I probably heard more of them from you, because I know you, you know, you were into them. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, I know we talked about them before, too, in a previous episode, but they're really good. And um, Yeah, what were we saying earlier about... Yeah, um, like, 
in the last episode we talked about them, which was a couple of weeks ago now, um, we were talking about how their most recent album is kind of weird in that it's like all about health and wellness and stuff. Right. And like there's songs about being, training to be a marathon runner and, and whatnot. And like I, I was looking up some of their, when I was looking up this song again, I was looking up some of their uh, newer stuff and Stickman, one of the one half of Dead Prez, he's got a solo album. I don't know if it's a mixtape or an album, but it's uh, the uh, RBG Fit Club. And every single song on it is about working out. And there's videos for almost every song. And the songs are literally about him being in the gym. Like, I mean... And are they all, like, kind of, like, upbeat beats? They're, like they're pumping up, like, this, this is what it's for, right? Like, right. workout tunes? Yeah, it's workout tunes, but it's, like... <laughs> but it's not... It's, it's, but I mean, it's, like, righteous. It's, yeah, exactly. It's not, it's, like, it's, get fit so you can bang that chick or whatever. No, it's, it's like, like the other song, it, even when they were doing a little more of the political stuff, it was, yeah. like, get... This isn't just for the video. This is so we can fight, right. you know? More of a positivity type. Right, well, so, it's uh, like we need to train because the revolution is coming. And, yeah. 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 And, yeah. It's, and so it's funny to like think of what their record collection, or sorry, their discography would be in like 10 years. Like if they might have like a, a cookbook album. Sorry, a vegan cookbook, yeah. Yeah, like a vegan cookbook album and like an album about what drugs to do and which ones not to do. Yeah, which books to read. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't... That'd be awesome. Like if that was like where be, they were yeah, going, yeah. If, like that'd be crazy. Because I guess they could only do like Let's Get Free... And, uh, like, RBG yeah. a certain amount of times before it becomes like, oh, this is just another old, oh, it's Dead Press again, they're talking about revolution again, you know, like... And it hmm. seems like the type of th- thing that will always have its place, like, will always have its support, because, like, I know those guys must be involved in more than just rap. Like, oh, for sure, you get the impression, at least. I would be disappointed yeah. to find out they weren't. Exactly. So, so them doing that kind of stuff, even though it's not going to be groundbreaking, and they probably never will have a song as big as, like... It's no, bigger it's, than hip hop. It's not gonna happen. No, like they can still maintain like an audience and like a relevance doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And it's kind of like even though I'm not as into like I mean I listen to the workout stuff and it's you know I, for what it is it makes sense like it, it's, it's actually pretty fairly decent songs but I don't want to listen to Stickman rapping over twelve songs about how much weight he lifts you know like I'm not that interested in it but like you're saying if that ends up being part of their overall thing where they have like you know here's the politics here's the the health. <laughs> Here's the uh yeah like if they if if they're going for a whole like holistic yeah kind of thing and they can leave as their legacy like that's you an know. interesting thing to have in your legacy though yeah. it's like yeah being like creative and then having something that's so literal yeah you know. yeah well they've always been pretty literal though i mean like i mean like the video of this with they're hanging you know hanging from the next the the, the chorus like these schools ain't teach us shit like it's pretty yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not. There's no. There's no metaphor there. It's connect not, the dots, kind yeah. of stuff. And like, even, even everything. Like even the song we played last time. It's like literally about uh, doing drive-bys on cops, right? Like it's. I mean, there's more layers to it, but yeah. And so, so much, so much angry music seems so nihilistic too. It's like yeah. a lot of songs are like, "Fuck school, I'm gonna go well, do school heroin." Is bullshit, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know what the lyrics are for that song, but I'm. Well, that song's probably pretty positive. Like I don't well, know. It's what the upbeat sounding are. for sure, but yeah. yeah. But those are, those are those are pretty righteous guys too, aren't they? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think they live it. Oh, yeah. I think they definitely live it. But I know what you mean. Like Dead Prez is not. It's not like uh, there's no angst really. It's like they're pissed off for a good reason, and they're not wallowing in it. They're like, this is why I'm pissed off, and this is what yeah. we're doing about it, and this, this is, is what you we'll need to do change. about it yeah. in order to become a, re- a better person. Like, yeah. So what's so, that Morning Glory song? Yeah, it's coming like from pretty much the same angle. Like it's what you're being spoon fed in a school. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of what the Peter Tosh song is about too. I mean, those guys, like the Whalers, you know, a lot of their stuff, especially the early well, stuff. Is we're but, sounding far more angsty about this than we thought. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, like, the difference, though, between Peter Tosh, or at least in these songs, and, and Dead Prez is that 
uh, like there's this, there's kind of like this sympathy to Peter Tosh, you know, it's like, don't blame the kids, like, you're the yeah. one fucking, fucking it up for them, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. But that's what the, I mean, isn't that what the Dead Press song is saying, though? Like, it's well, like. I think the. Dead, the Dead Press song is on the kids need to learn on their I own. He's confronting it more. Yeah. Rather than the Schools Peter are teaching us, so you is, need to do something about it, like. You know, more yeah. speaking from wisdom kind of angle. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's almost like Dead Press are speaking from st- still being in it, even though they're probably late 20s when that song well, came out. Well, so is Peter Tosh at that point. He's probably early 20s when that came out. Like, that's pretty old. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. that I, was I, always, pre, I guess uh, I always I always think of Peter Tosh as just like an like, old man. Why but he never was an old man. Though. He died in 80, 87. That's and he was like 40 something. Like he's not, he never was old. Like, right, yeah. So. It's dumb of me, I guess. Yeah. I always think of him as dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, right, Peter Tosh, he's dead, yeah. But, so like how old was he when he was doing like down pressure, man? 20s, I think. No, he, you know what? He must have been, like I'm trying to think of the timeline because he was in, um, First Whalers albums came out in uh, well, the first like big mainstream Whalers album was Catch a Fire, which was seventy two, right? So he, they were pretty young. I mean, they started with their teenagers in like the late sixties, but like so, or mid sixties, I guess. So was he, he was younger, or same age as Bob Marley? Same age, maybe a year older. What? But they were like you know they were like friends when they hung out. Like that's how it started, right? So, but the problem, the thing with him and Bob Marley is, and this is kind of what we were going back to, what we we're saying about selling, th- you know, selling your revolutionary message, right? I mean, Bob Marley's got some stuff on some of his records that you don't even realize how, like, how that's a crazy thing to say, right? I mean, Peter Tosh has always been yeah, but it's hidden in an upbeat. Well, all this stuff is right, yeah. But Peter Tosh has always been a little bit more blatantly militant about stuff. Like, I mean, I mean, like legalize it, right? I mean, that that song is, I mean, that's a political message that's right out there. Whereas Bob Marley, you know, he's not, he's doing something like Kaya, which is kind of like a... But what, what I was going to say is um, that I think the reason Peter Tosh didn't get as famous as Bob Marley, because he, you know, he wrote a lot of like, really good early Whalers songs. He co-wrote Get Up Stand Up, you know what I mean? But um, is his stuff is just blatantly militant and has... Whereas Bob Marley's is like, here's a nice melody, here's a, you know this really crazy, catchy song, and then when you listen to the lyrics, you realize what the message is it sinks in. And Peter Tosh was more like how Dead Prez is. I mean, this is 40 years earlier, right? So that, Or 30 years earlier. So the, mm. in terms of what you can actually say on record is a little different. But well, It shows you the contrast in marketability. For sure, yeah, yeah. And Peter Tosh, I mean, he had, you know, he won the first reggae Grammy for what is his worst album, actually, but he just died, so they gave it to him. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, he was nowhere near the level of, and he resented him, apparently, his whole life, like Bob Marley. And he blamed it on Bob Marley being half white. Which I, mean, I don't know if that's has anything to do with why he was more accepted, but it could you know could have been. But anyway, I was thinking like, um, like you can have a really kind of uh, powerful message and, and and hide it, and it still comes uh, comes out. I mean, these guys are all all the stuff we've been playing is pretty like, bam bam bam. This is what it is. This is in your face. And then you have like a song. Um, there's an early uh, one, the third Whalers album, where he says. Um, now I feel like bombing a church because I know the preacher is lying. Is Bob Marley saying that? I mean, everyone thinks of him as like, you know, one love, like everybody feel all right kind of thing. And it's so. Well, I think that the thing that you might risk when your message is too blatant and not to say that Peter Tosh or Dead Prez did this, but you do run the risk of preaching to the choir because yeah. when you're too blatant, some people, if they don't, if you don't believe that, you don't want to hear it. You well, know, in a lot of cases you are too, though, like you're. I mean, people that are listening to some of these songs that have such strong messages already agree with it. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, there's a lot of books I don't like, you know, like, genres of books I don't like reading just because they agree with what I already know. Right, so you want to get something that's different than new yeah. 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 
Well, and I mean, I guess um, there's also a certain point where there's people you don't want to adopt your thing. Like, I mean, uh, uh, this interview I was listening to with Tom Morello, he talked about that Paul Ryan guy, you know, who was running for vice president, yeah. who claimed that Raging Against Machine was one of his favorite bands. And it's just like, that makes absolutely no sense yeah. on the surface. Like, how could a band like Raging Against Machine... That's the guy that ran a four-hour marathon, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just like, what does this have to do... What does your politics have anything to do with... Like, this is totally different. But it's because that music was made... So half the audience is into it because, like, yeah, this is heavy, you know? And the other half of the audience is like, oh, cool, I'm going to pick up this, you know, Chomsky book or whatever. Like, so... Yeah, those guys, like, Rage Against Machine, as much as of, like, almost a joke I think they've become, they were, like... Their first two albums, anyways, anyways, were blatantly Marxist too. Like, and they're but they're so good too. Like, it's, yeah. it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah they were good yeah. enough that they had mass appeal beyond yeah. having a strong message. Yeah, but that was that that was on purpose though. That was definitely like uh, part of the plan, right? I mean, it's like, like what would like what do you think Paul Ryan actually just is so dumb that he he doesn't listen to the message and just likes the yeah, music? I think or he, do you think someone told him to say that? No, I think he to connect with the youth. I can't believe that anything came out of his mouth without being engineered. Right, That's, because you know, because like, why? But why would, would someone? You, well, if you're actually Paul Ryan, would yeah. you ever? Because you can't like, it's almost like Che Guevara and Rage Against the Machine, like the image of Che Guevara, yeah. like the Warholian one, yeah, yeah, yeah and Rage yeah. Against the Machine are like interlinked. It's like it's what's almost that, like what's you that picture called? It's called like uh, there's a name for it. I don't know, but Dario it's like it's almost like you, it's almost yeah. like you can't know one and not know the other. So like, for sure, you know. Well, nowadays too, a lot of people associate that image just with Raging Against Machine because yeah. they see the teacher. Oh, that's the guy from the Rage shirt. And, and do you it's think like, there's no connection? And do you there. think someone like Paul Ryan would be like okay with Che Guevara? No, but I also don't think that someone who's smart enough to be engineering an election campaign is going to make the mistake of associating Paul Ryan with Raging Against Machine. I think he said it. I think he would be because Raging Against Machine is perfect because the the young like. Because there probably are a lot of Republicans who like Rage Against the Machine. And you think so? Because of the music? Because I mean, they can't how like, they aggressive can't like the it message. is. Right. But it's like the older people who would, might get offended by the link to Che Guevara or like the Zapatistas or whatever yeah, yeah. would probably be too ignorant to know what Rage Against the Machine is. Right. right. And Rage Against the Machine is a... Isn't that like... what? What is that? Isn't that like a phrase from something? It is from something, I'm sure. Yeah. I thought it was something else but I don't know what it is actually. I don't know it's weird though and I actually this, on the same kind of thing I read this article in uh, it was just a review I think it was in Rolling Stone or some music magazine anyway uh, there's a box set out of uh, Republican folk songs from the 60s like uh, like right wing folk songs which is really I kind of want to hear it because it's like that you know that is such a left wing thing and people obviously realize that this is what youth are getting into so let's do the opposite yeah. with our point of view. I didn't. <laughs> it's funny because it's like, yeah, it's like the opposite of what we're like questioning dead president. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So, so yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of want to hear it. Maybe well, it's, it's funny like, how pr- important propaganda is to, yeah. to either side, right? Yeah, for sure. But uh, sorry, go, I don't mean to like dwell on this Rage Against Machine thing, but like, uh, I think I was thinking of how their second album, Evil Empire, is, yeah. is, is, is that from a Reagan speech? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I mean that I, and that came out on Sony. Right, so that might be why like people like Republicans might not get it just cuz they make the connection with right right. And like you listen to, like Rush Limbaugh, you know, like th- cuz think about like a song like uh, Gorilla Ra- or not Gorilla Radio. What's that Vietnam? Yeah, yeah. And like Rush Limbaugh. You know like they're kind of both have the same tone. <laughs> I guess you know? so. But you think that the, the F bombs would just turn them off right away, right? Like cuz you got like 
Yeah, but, I could see. Like, know, the but Rages, is, Rage is one of those bands that's like, like I said, they've gained so much popularity. There's people that hear those songs and don't make no any what... depth to the yeah. content. They hear "fuck you, I won't do what you tell me," and they're like, "Yeah, this is like, I, I agree." Yeah, with that. stick yeah. it to the man. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. My parents grounded me last week. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the stick it to the man message has gotten so twisted that there's like far right lunacy that's yeah, you yeah. know thinking they're on the same page. Yeah. yeah. Which know, I guess maybe totally. explains the Paul Ryan thing. Yeah. I always assumed he just kind of heard it on the radio like a bunch of times because it was on the radio a lot and he was just like, he's right there right age group that he right. would just know like, oh yeah, I like And that's song. another thing. We might be totally missing the mark by talking about Evil Empire and the first Rage album. Like he might be talking, he could be talking about Battle of Los Angeles, he could be talking about the like, cover album, you know, yeah. that, that has no you know, like... Oh, it's pretty political, though. All the songs they covered are pretty political. That's true, but they're not, like, yeah. But it's, you know, it's like, he obviously knows who Bob Dylan is, whether he... You can you can listen to Bob Dylan without the political connection, obviously, <laughs> right? So maybe he's like, oh, cool, Rage Against Machine covering Maggie's Farm. This is good. I like Bob Dylan. I like Rage Against Machine. Like, you know, totally blanking yeah. on the message, so... I don't know. But anyway, I think we've uh, gone enough about this stuff, because this could, this could be a whole show yeah. in yeah. itself, so... Um, so... I, I'd like to go next. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, so I was kind of in between two choices. Uh, one of them, the, the song I'm not going to play is uh, PTA. Oh, you're not going to play it? Just because, even though that song is so obviously about going to school, yeah. I chose to play Bells of War by Wu-Tang because I have more to say about it. Yeah. And uh, the song Bells to War, uh, Bells of War, of war. <laughs> um, yeah, the song isn't about school at all. But there's, there's a line but it. there's a line at the end that where Riza is just talking, yeah, and he talks about school, and I, th- I think it's really funny, and really awesome, and uh, you know, anytime that I can play Wu Tang, yeah, I'll do it. Well, that's something that hasn't happened too much on here, really. And that's it's one still of, like almost a purpose on purpose thing though, because you don't want to over, you know, you don't you don't waste it, kind of. Yeah, and I thought about like maybe not playing Wu Tang and saving it for a better choice because there's so many great Wu-Tang yeah, songs yeah that I wouldn't really say is my favorite it's not a bad song but it's not it's not on my list I mean it wouldn't be on my list you know if well, I, had to I think Wu-Tang Forever uh, I, I personally think it's one of the best records ever and I think sometimes it's kind of you feel a little bloated I I but maybe, I, re- I really like it I mean I'm not trying to say anything bad but I mean you know you know I like Wu-Tang yeah. but I'm just, maybe, maybe it's just the time the timing for me because I just yeah. thought that like the first Wu-Tang album was so amazing then like you had all the solo albums yeah and then Forever came, when Forever came out I actually didn't listen to it because for so many years I Wu-Tang had been like my favorite group yeah. and then when Triumph came Triumph out Triumph is, is insane Triumph is one of the best songs ever that, but, yeah. but when Triumph came out all these people who had never listened to rap we're before were, listening were, to Wu-Tang. Were, were repping Wu-Tang yeah. so hard so I was kind of like fuck that yeah. shit so like I actually like didn't get Wu-Tang Forever for like months after it came out and like when I finally yeah. got it I was just like holy shit well, it's, is... it's really good and actually you know I, I mean I know I just said it was bloated but like I think my only problem with this is, is it's a bit too like I mean I don't know if it needed to be a double album I think they could have cut it down to a single album it would have been unbelievable and it's still really good as a double album but it's just like I, I kind of like also how well I don't like it and I do like it at the same time because it's kind of just all over the place like there's all kinds of stuff like just floating around. <laughs> but I think like you you could have <laughs> that kind of that works though. Like, it does, yeah, yeah. You know, but but yeah. you could have pared it down to one album instead of the double album, and then you know had one master killer verse on the whole thing. You know like, that is true. So you want to get everybody in on yeah, it. Yeah, and then so. you don't want to throw away the ghost, the great Ghostface and Raekwon songs just because there's too many. Too of many ghosts, and that's true. That's true. Yeah. So and like I mean the, the thing about that album is it came out in '97. It went up for a Grammy against Puff Daddy and the Family. Yeah. 
And you listen to that album, that album is so, un- like, it. there's redlining, it sounds yeah. like shit sometimes, yeah. and it's just, like, so raw. Yeah. It's so, oh, like, what a time. Like, I think it's all, I think that's a great watermark in our culture is Wu-Tang Forever. It's all downhill after that. For sure. But it's not even that far downhill, though, compared to some other stuff. I mean, there's, like, I mean, not obviously, like, Iron Flag is kind of, uh, kind of sketchy at points, but, I mean... I don't know. I, I would take like uh, a later like Ghostface or Raekwon or, or even Method Man album, not Method Man after, but but like over a lot of other stuff that I you know. Right. Yeah. But but I mean maybe it was a slow descent. But I'm 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 speaking like specifically in terms of like rap and its popularity. Right. I think that was kind of where rap and its popularity in the mainstream kind of reached its point where it was still cool. Like stuff that was the Some most was popular really great, yeah. was still the, was yeah. still really good. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, you know, I don't know. Maybe... Do you think that Puff Daddy record kind of killed it, though? Because that was the one where he sampled, like, just stole the police straight <coughs> up, right? Didn't even sample, like, it was just the whole song. That was yeah. on that record, wasn't it? You see a lot of that now, too. Really. Well, now just, you like, do, yeah, yeah. right, steal a song. We, I think we were talking about that. Diverse yeah. over top of it. It's yeah. Like... We were talking about Diplo. Diplo doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's different than taking a sample that's obvious. But, like, when you're just, like, oh, right, taking the vocals out and putting your stuff Which is the what they did with that. that... Yeah. There's an article in the Onion. Um, uh, it's like Puff Daddy uh, covers uh, samples. Uh, Every breath you take adds nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and, like releases it, you know. Okay, yeah. well, I think I think we kind of uh, yeah. we're gonna talk about the song after yes, we yeah, play we, it. So fun, let's yeah. uh, let's okay. play "Bells of War" by Wu Tang off Wu Tang Forever Disc Two. The junction get rushed by some grimy people busting weed. Splatter your belly like some attic of felons. Using fire on good blood skull for heart swelling. Insert the spasm. Yes, the dirty hurt has them. Thoroughbred thugs insert the phantasm. Ripple smarts spark the word. Visit my scripture. Exotic wine holding nine. Book out so pictures. When the rhyme pivot you now. Living your chance. Bodyguard delivered with unlimited stance. Word seen the zing on down to Beijing. When we touch down to crown renowned kings. There's no honor among thieves. Pharmaceutical stack like Genovese. The four devils, ten madmen, but not these. We profound, hardcore sound to MCs. Thumbs down, prepare, killer bees, it be warfare. It's the year, niggas gotta take you off of here. Hold the square, if we go there, we go gritty. And spread fear through this rap city. Call the mayor, my razor sharp darts be like coach stayers. The smell of fear make my nostrils. Player, truth for dare, ask yourself, can you compare to these niggas in the hood? Johnny be good, or he be gone, yeah, the struggle goes on. You've been warned, PLO from here to Lebanon. How many bonds must be dropped in the 90 now? Walk a mile in my shoes, get the street new from at the cow. Common sense, how I master my circumference, you dense, I get locked the fuck up, at least to my own reconnaissance, can't be judged, young bloods bust black like scuds, Wu-Tang hovers 1,000 nudges above, MC level, yo, I stay highs like treble, foes who oppose get plucked like rose petals, arresting and holding, penetrate forbidden regions, whack MCs only lasting one season, the morale was low at the corral. Additive pronouns had no style. The weak proposal ain't the official initial. It's rule of zigzag, ziggle off. All the other portion ain't permissible. Annual NC 
streets of the Wu-Tang manual Handles to keep all this true hip-hop shit tangible and legible Every egg ain't edible, my traps remain unforgettable Like old Nat Cole, got to catch this paper The box of Crazy Glacier, Melchizedek, a skyscraper Understand that the continents of Africa and Asia And free the black man from the slave labor the weight of the fam is on the back and we can't fall victim to this long hall of fame meaning nothing. We came to punish the glutton with a substance that can't be contained. Wu-Tang, motherfuckers. We be seeing y'all asses when we walk up in the club. Y'all all in the back, scared to speak. But speak cause you scared, punk motherfuckers. We know what time it is. All you been seeing is upsets in the box and shit, right? It's like, come on, man. This nigga fucked up motherfucking Whitaker. Bells of War by Wu-Tang. From Wu-Tang Forever. Disc 2. Um, For the children. So, like I said, that song's not ostensibly about school. Um, not even is it not about school. Uh, ostensibly, it's not about school at all. But, um, I like at the end where... We're talking about how great the, the talking pieces are. Like, there's yeah. that part with, like, Raekwon and Ghostface. About Mike Tyson. Talking about the Mike Tyson-Holyfield uh, fight. And about how, like, Mike got like hit in the face during sparring or something so he had to postpone the fight or yeah. something so random and it, but the song after that though is the mgm which yeah, is that's just right. which is, the, yeah, yeah. where ray kwan and ghostface just go back to back about uh about going to the mgm to see a boxing match yeah. like it's so cool because they're like 
I don't know, like, that's such a cool thing to write a song about, but, like, how they write the song is... Yeah. But anyway, so the reason I wanted to play it for this episode about school is because we're at the end, Rizza goes, uh, I was telling Shorty he doesn't even need to go to summer school, just check out the uh, Wu-Tang Clan double CD, and that's all the education you'll need yeah. this year. <laughs> you know, I kind of like how they, they refer to the uh, it being a double CD and a new album, like, a bunch of times on the record, like, they, they, they're specifically saying, like, you yeah. know... This is our new. Album. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, I mean, that's kind of a, a unusual thing for a lot of. You're not going to hear that. You're not going to hear that in promoting. You're not going right, to hear that yeah. in a country song, right? Like you're not going right. to hear like Garth Brooks being like. Check out the new double. <laughs> the new double OP. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, that's yeah. even the hook of one of the songs, right? Like I, <laughs> Garth Brooks is not going to do it. I mean, I just picked him at random, but like it's cool. It's so self-referential. And not going to do that. You know, like, nobody. I don't think anyone else. I don't even think most other rappers would do that within it, the the piece itself. Like. Well, I think, like, rap is uh, a lot more into, like, referring to itself and, like, referring... That's true. Like, you don't get other genres, people talking about how good they are at writing songs. Yeah, there's well, a lot more self-promotion. That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true, actually. You don't, you don't hear, like, you're not going to hear a metal song, and the whole song is about how good the guy is at being the metal. <laughs> yeah. It's Except almost... for, like, Spinal Tap or something. <laughs> but, I mean, really like, g- at the same time, guitar soloing is kind of the same shit. It's the same shit, thing. You know? like, yeah, like, yeah, it's self-gratifying way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of, you're kind of, like, proving yourself. It's like, yeah. you, you should listen to my metal record because of this solo. You should right. listen to how good I am, or my album because of how good I am at rapping or whatever, right. you know? But that they, just the concept of promoting the project within the project yeah. is, is really cool. Because, like, you know, buy it's the like you already bought well, it's it. Like, I already have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you were listening to it fucking 15 years later. It's like, buy the new record. It's like, I, I got it a long time ago. Well, yeah, it is like 15 years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, like, I'm going to pick it and listen to it now. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, shit, I should totally go and buy Like, I mean. Uh, okay, so, like, uh, going back to the whole Grammy thing, too, yeah. with the Puff Daddy. Uh, that was the, that was... The Grammys where ODB jumped on stage. Wu Tang is for the children, and yeah, yeah he's like ODB is good, but Wu Tang is for the yeah. Or, Puff sorry, Daddy is Puff good, Daddy but Wu Tang is, is, yeah. is for the children. It was during like Sean Colvin's acceptance speech or something. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of rude to Sean Colvin. I mean, but who's you know? But that guy's having his moment. Same guy. Okay. But it's like the Kanye West in uh, that country singer yeah, but, girl. It's like can't let her have her time, you know? Yeah. But that's almost lame that he did that because that's you know it's been done better. Right, it's almost you know? and he probably was calculated. He's probably like oh, I'm, I'm sure he thought about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyways, so uh, the thing I like about um, how ODB did that, I think that like that's become kind of like almost a joke. Yeah. Like people are like oh you know it's so funny that ODB said said this is for the children like what a joke like he's, yeah, yeah, he's such yeah. a drug addict or whatever but yeah. it's well because they see him as a cartoon character yeah which pisses me off because like people should have way more respect for yeah someone like old dirty bastard and it's like true this this Wu-Tang album is for the children it's, that's why I think it's funny at the end of that song where Riz says well, there's a lot more depth to it than most people take give note it, of yeah. well especially go on what you were going to say though I don't know. well I was just saying like that's why I, I, I like it at the end of that song where Riz says you don't even need to go to summer school because yeah. it's like fits into what we were talking about it's like you're not getting the education you need at school you need to listen and it's yeah. funny you need but, to listen it, to Wu-Tang. but it's true you know like it's funny but it's like like there's so much more going on at Wu-Tang than on a Puff Daddy album. It's like, you're not going, it's all about the Benjamins or like ripping off a police record. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, and we were talking about, while we were listening to the song about like, uh, Riz's books he's written, right? I mean, I got the Wu-Tang manual here. And I mean, if you, hold on, Wish Police Book Club, Wish Police Book Club. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> 
Um, I apparently heard anyway. Whatever. No, I'm gonna say that. But um, like if you didn't, if you just heard, you know, uh, Triumph or something on the radio when it came out or whatever, and you liked it, and you just said, "Hey, Wu Tang, I'm gonna buy this book." Like, and you didn't really know too much about the mythology and the background and stuff. Like, there's so much stuff in here that's just like this is what it's about. You know what I mean? Like the stuff about the Supreme Alphabet and stuff, and like uh, Supreme Mathematics and all that. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's and that's just happening in the middle of the songs. Yeah. You know, like like where that one uh, that God one skit with Shaheem, yeah, like yeah, and it's, call me back at the God Hour. Yeah, and it's just like you know, if you know what that means, it's then, like right. I mean, uh, but you I just think it sounds badass. You just think it sounds you know? cool, but then you're yeah. like, wait a minute, he's saying to meet him at five o'clock, like yeah. you know, it's and Wu Tang is one of those last really famous or really, sorry seven o'clock, yeah, re- count really popular rap groups that it's hard to know what they're talking about all the time. Well, it's so much slang too. I mean, and so much of their own slang. Yeah, and um, but. Um, at the same time, I think that's cool. why the Wu Tang Manual is cool, is because like I did learn a lot about their slang that I hadn't known for like over ten yeah. years. You'd know in the words, but it's like right. what is it? I don't connection to what it means. Yet. Right? There's like a lot of skits on Wu Tang albums where I didn't had no idea yeah. what the hell they were talking and now about until years of, later. Yeah. Then I'm like, that's yeah. so cool. That's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and Wu Tang is the best skits. Like, they're oh, so, there's no because they're so original. Like, they're just so there weird. There is none higher. Yeah. There's, um, but I think this, I also think at the same time a lot of the stuff in the Wu Tang Manual is kind of like it's almost like he was just trying to fill the pages up. It is because it's like here's a, you know one page devoted to each member and like you know. And but sometimes they'll even like you know the, where they have the the verses and then yes. there's like like footnotes of the verses, which is like that Rap Genius website. You seen that? No. There's a website that people made. And it's getting it seems to be very popular. Um, it's called Rap Genius, and I've only looked at it a couple times, but I read something about it, and uh, they post rap songs and. Uh, Anyone can go on there and kind of like tag parts of the lyrics and then write a little explanation. It's like a little, like uh, you know, like YouTube has the like little bubbles that pop up and stuff. Or yeah, whatever, annotations. Yeah. yeah, so you can go in there and I mean, I guess the problem is that anyone. I think it's moderated, so I think people will check and make sure it's not totally wrong. But you can go to a Wu Tang song or whatever, and like if you don't know what this means, you can look and if someone did know what it meant, they would put like a little note there. So yeah. I mean, it's I don't know. I almost like not knowing though, because mm. it's kind of cool to hear something where it's just like I have no idea what you just said, but that sounded great like and then Especially afterwards like, to figure it out like yeah years after the fact when you've already painted like an imagery in your head of what the song's about what it's about and then you yeah. realize there's an extra thing to it that like you didn't even pick up on like well it's 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 interesting because that goes back to the whole uh, concept of like what it what the artist's intention yeah. and what the worth of the artist's intention actually is to the song or to the work of art in general yeah because like on the one hand it's cool to listen to a Wu-Tang song and just listen to the, the very interesting ways they speak and just like it on that level, but are you doing disservice to them as artists by not, like, trying to figure out what they're actually saying? Because right. they're describing, you know, in a lot of cases, they're describing situations that the three of us have never... Never will. Have, never yeah. will go through, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, is it okay for us to just like it on like the level that we appreciate it on or or are we doing it a service by not understanding like when they say stuff like you know there's ufos riding through you know down their street or whatever yeah. like should we do the or should we take it literally and think that he's talking about flying objects yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah but as you're saying like we're so far disconnected from their world and their imagery they're painting with words like should we yeah. just be taking like what we're getting out of it, or I think we, we should take our own interpretation. Doing the due of it. diligence and like actually figuring out what they're trying to get across. I think it's cool to know what they're trying to get across and to really see how different it is from what we originally interpreted it. But I kind of like, um, like I mean, if I made if I made a song that I mean, no one's going to hear any of the music I made. No one, like you know, 
I mean, I was I was all excited about 250 people downloading the Mopo album. You guys are laughing, uh, but like I mean, if someone here, <laughs> I've got people, that tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone here, people that, should like, download it though. Yeah, yeah. you should we download both all three Mouth album. But if so, you know, if someone hears whatever, like <laughs> if someone hears some song that I wrote and uh, you know decides that it, it means something that it doesn't mean. That's cool. I like that. I think that's neat. I mean, you know, I almost don't want to explain to them that I just wrote it in 10 seconds and it means but, nothing. But, <laughs> yeah. but that's almost like... There's lots of music that's like that. Though, yeah. you know? Speaking from someone who knows you, yeah. like I know your songs don't mean anything though. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, if I can piece together my own meaning, like yeah. I could probably write, you know, pages about what Mouthboat songs mean to me. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, they're so obscure and like nonsensical yeah. that... I don't think I'm doing a disservice to you no, by just making up my own meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but if, if I had, maybe if I had spent more time and actually meant to say something other than just I like the, the way these words go together, yeah. maybe I would be kind of more concerned about what it's, I was getting. It's across. like an overgrown word association exercise it where is, you're just yeah. painting yeah. a larger picture yeah. out of it with your. There's things to throw at the wall, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. done. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, what about you though? Do you feel like I mean I know we on one of the earlier episodes we went into detail about lyrics and stuff, but this is a little different. Like if if you wrote something that. I mean, I don't know, whatever you say, your favorite song that, that you've done of your own, and someone, you know, you have a lot of really personal stuff too, and if someone heard it and had their completely wrong idea about it, would that bother you if they asked you about it? It's like, oh, this song you wrote about X, and it's actually not about that at all. Or would you be like, that's cool, but this is actually what it's about, but I like your... I mean, it depends, right? Like, if someone, it's it, it's like um, Minor Threat, right? Where all these people right. took Minor Threat and use it as like neo-nazi anthems right because be so yeah. it depends what it is if someone came up to me and was like oh this song you wrote like like you know it really reminded me of me and my girlfriend breaking up because i i love writing breakup songs yeah <laughs> just kidding but um you know like that wouldn't offend me if they like took the song and and you know applied it to their own life because i think when i write a song i do try to make it so it's it's less subjective and more like for people. Right. Like I actually try consciously try to, to write songs that aren't so about me. Right. Um, but so, I mean, you do have some stuff, probably some older stuff too, that is kind of. But even when I write personal songs, like I will take I will take like little pieces of my personal life, even if it's something really personal. Right. But I will build a song around it that I try to make like right, right, yeah, yeah. relatable. Yeah. Because for one thing, I'm not just trying to write my diary out. Yeah. And another thing is well, because... Well, because, yeah, you get to who wants to hear someone's diary they don't know, right? Like Right. So, and, the, like, that makes me think of, like, how when Wu-Tang was writing their, like, Wu-Tang Forever, yeah. you know, maybe now it's different because of how big they've become, but when they were making Wu-Tang Forever, they weren't thinking about what us three are going to think, No, you know? they didn't yeah. even consider us as being part of their, like, they, they probably know Winnipeg is, right? It's yeah. like... Right. Who's thinking that 15 years later, these three white kids from Winnipeg are going to be listening to... Wu-Tang and talking about it on the podcast. Like, yeah. the podcast didn't even exist then, you know? Like, you know? <laughs> I mean, like... I mean, go, RZA probably would have known this was going to happen, probably, but the rest of them, who knows? Yeah. RZA probably invented this thing we're recording yeah. now. Like, you know, and, like, wrote blueprints, like, 35 years ago, and then, like... Probably, you know, you can probably hear this yeah. right now. Yeah, he's, he's, he's connected, yeah. yeah. But, um... So, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't... I no, don't this, this is good. Uh, actually, I kind of want to listen to Forever again. After hearing that, because I, that's one of the songs that, you know, it's on disc two, right? Not that disc two is any worse than disc one. I like them both. I probably have listened to disc two more. I think I've listened to disc one more, because I, I still kind of do, I do occasionally put on albums and skip around a bunch, usually when I'm showing other people music, right? Oh, you got to hear this. Oh, I forgot, but you got to listen to this song. This song's great, too, which is what this show is. But um, when I'm listening to music by myself, I usually will put something on from start to finish, right? So 
like I mean I'll put a record on and like like all, all my most of my favorite songs are on disc too because on disc one you have um, reunited which yeah. is one of the best albums that on the song, song. Yeah. you have it's yours double LP world excited yeah and then <laughs> put the record again yeah, yeah. Um, but you it's have your, like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like on on disc two you have you have triumph you have yeah, little true. ghetto boys you have uh, uh, you have that solo ODB song that is just insane <laughs> yeah yeah you have um, oh sword swinging killer b ringer whatever yeah. you have just a bunch of like s- probably most of my favorite songs from that album are on disc two i just feel if it's disc one more because of how i listen to records which is start to finish and then if i don't finish if I don't get through it all it's you know but which is which is maybe not fair because I, I should be listening to the, the whole thing maybe i should well the thing about disc one and disc two is they're almost like separate albums though they are because they both have intros and outros and they like do. yeah it's um i i was um I have the Wu Tang PlayStation game. Yeah, me too. Shaolin I, style. I had it. Yeah, it's really weird. It's not very good. I mean, oh, it's, it's like I when I had it. It's you know, I, I like it, but you, it's, it's just weird. You can't jump. You can't jump. That's it's, it's really problematic. But that's, games don't game, let you jump. But that's because everyone everyone in that game has like like they amazing Wu Tang related powers too. Like they, but they just do the moves that are associated with the actual martial art. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. a lot, lot. I don't like. I don't know anything about martial arts. No. But from what I understand, the reason they don't jump a lot in that game is because they there's not a lot of jumping, jumping in yeah. martial yeah. arts. Well, I think that um, I don't know. It's that, that game. You can actually take the disc, put it in a regular CD player, and you can listen to three bonus tracks. What I didn't know that. Yep. They're uh, they're the songs that are playing in the background of the game. Oh yeah, and that makes sense. It's mostly just like I think it's just like Riza and like one or two other guys on this one. Like it's clearly some kind of B side they they never released or just recorded for the game or whatever. But I thought that was cool. It's uh, that that kind of is like I think that Forever was kind of the point where they it was like Wu Tang is now a global brand versus Wu Tang is a rap group because that was when totally. we were we were coming yeah. out and that double CD self referential yeah. double CD all the time, right? Yeah. It's like this is like now this is a huge thing and that was their goal in the first place, right? Yeah. That was like the whole like in the book he talks about the five year plan. Well, the Riza was. I like yeah. that they hyper marketed themselves. Yeah, it's, like it's a nice counterpoint to seeing Kiss on a lunchbox. Yeah, lunchbox. <laughs> 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 but but I, mean, well, I wonder who's making. Yeah, well, actually, the Kiss are, Kiss are probably making a lot of money well, off that. But, crazy money. But, but it's cool how, how like independent Wu Tang was at the beginning. Like they were yeah. on Loud Records. Like yeah. who the fuck else was on Loud Records? A bunch of metal bands. Yeah, like, there was no there was no other rap on there, was there? I don't think so. Yeah, from what I understand, it was just a, a metal album. But like, or metal label. Now that's what now the thing with Wuber and all that, like that, no one was doing that. But now everyone does that. Now mm. every rapper has like a yeah. clone line, you know. And it's like, and, you know, a, and the more subtle, subtle thing too is how now it's it's common for rap groups to become popular and famous and have the individual members doing solo albums and get doing solo albums with under different different contracts labels, yeah. with different labels. Yeah. Like that was that, yeah, that was that was unheard before. Of, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it just came from both the Jizza and the Rizza had had kind of solo careers before Wu Tang that didn't really work out. Yeah, they so had they, a couple singles each, right? Well, right, Jizza so, had an album, didn't he? Yeah. So the, when Worst they went out, genius or whatever, yeah. so when they went out to make the Wu Tang album, they had a plan, you know, and right. they had that knowledge of the industry that they could do that, right. you know. And they were they were older. I think like Jizza was thirty one when the first. Wu-Tang yeah, that's album right. Came yeah, out. he was. Well, he's the oldest one. Of the, yeah, I think Rizza was like twenty eight when yeah. it came out. Yeah. I don't know. It's, have you seen Riz's movie? Have you guys seen that that uh, one that came out? No. I'm not that interested in it. To be honest, I like. I have a really uh, big interest in kung fu movies. Like, so I have a pretty big collection of B movies, like kung fu. Uh, with the Iron Fist one. Yeah, man, with the Iron Fist. Yeah. I've been wanting to see it because it seems like it'll be right in my like kind of 
type of thing I like, but I've heard mixed reviews about it, so. I don't know. Alright, yeah. so should we play, uh, yeah, let's move on with the last got. song. Oh, yeah. Um, song by a band called Fang Island, uh, called Life Coach. Uh, it's near instrumental, almost. There's a lot of, I mean, I wouldn't say it's nearly instrumental, but a lot of their format is, like, really large, anthemic, repetitive, okay. big chorus type stuff. Where, I know, where are these guys from? Uh, I don't know, the States somewhere. I actually heard of them through Sam Smith. Yeah. Uh, we were at the Albert one night, and these guys were opening for Coheed and Cambria at the uh, Garrick. Yeah. And Sam had seen them down in Austin at South by Southwest. Uh, Ruben Ramalero had seen them before, and while they were down there, uh, they were playing, and Ruben kind of urged Sam to go see these guys. And that night, me and Sam went and saw them. They totally blew me away. Hmm. Like, really, really tight performance. Uh, really upbeat, positive kind of... What, know, what like, kind of music is it? Uh, kind of techie, melodic, metal kind of stuff. I don't know. It's almost kind of the same vein as, like, Mirrored. Like the oh, yeah. Battles, Battles album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not as quirky. I've you know, of... like, if, if it's Monday morning and you're having a bad day, if you threw this album on, you know, yeah. it, put your headphones on and still had a bad day by the time you were done listening to it, the problem to you, you Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> I like, just speaking of battles, I noticed that, um, that their most recent one, uh, Gloss Drop, hmm. has been, like, super huge. Like, all these... Really? On the internet and magazines, on all these, it was on all these top ten lists the year it came on stuff, and it seems like... But a, there was a lot of hype behind that Yeah, band. which is weird, because Mirrored is a better record, but I think... But yeah. Anyway, so let's, let's listen to your yep. song, and then... Uh, so Fang Island, the name of the song is... Life Coach. Life Coach. Is, is this is the last song of the yeah. episode? Are we going to go out on it? We could go out on maybe, it. Yeah, maybe, yeah, uh, maybe... Go on. Do you wanna, is there anything you want to say about the, the connection to Theme, then? That's maybe not a bad idea. Uh, not really. I mean, I was just trying to find, uh, kind of make a little more contrast to the... Negative school is bullshit song I played later. Right, right. <laughs> this is definitely a definitely a more positive type thing and yeah. you find- 